Welcome back, Hip Hop Purists, to another episode of 40 Years of Hip Hop, where we review and dissect a thousand songs over the span of 40 years, from 1979 to 2019. This is your host with the many aliases, the G-Man, aka the G-Money, also known as the Incredible G, or Shin Kurogaiji. We are on the lookout for Forever Hip Hop Radio. This is our Mixcloud channel at Forever Hip Hop, where we'll present all the songs that we like, songs that you never heard, and it's a channel to make you discover the original hip hop songs. We don't only play the hits, but we will play everything that you never heard before. You're on the lookout for it coming soon. Before we get to the review, let's take a trip down memory lane. This past September 13 marked the 27th anniversary of one of the best hip hop albums ever made, if not one of the greatest albums of all time, Ready to Die. Mainly an autobiographical album, Ready to Die showcases Biggie's immaculate storytelling on the 17 tracks that explore his life and experience as a drug dealer. The album takes listeners on a journey spanning from the artist's birth to his time on the streets, ultimately ending with his untimely death. Sadly, this will be the only studio album released during Biggie's lifetime because he was killed on March 9, 1997, just 16 days before the release of his second album with its foretelling title, Life After Death. In 2019, the album turned 25, and to mark the occasion, Rhino Entertainment honored the groundbreaking album with a limited edition anniversary box set individually numbered and limited to 3,500 copies. The set is presented in a cigar-style box with metallic and gloss accents and includes a booklet filled with liner notes by veteran hip-hop journalist and author Katy Landoli, never-before-seen photos from the era, as well as exclusive stories by Easy Mubi and Chucky Thompson, who helped produce the album. The album's track list is spread across nine 45 FPM 7-inch singles, three red, three white, and three black vinyls which included the classic bonus tracks Who Shot Ya and Just Plain Dreams. I gotta try to get my hands on this unlimited collector's item on either Amazon or eBay. Before we get to the review, be on the lookout for this week's next episode on Friday by my partner in crime, Mr. Ron. He will review a classic Dead Presidents by Jay-Z from the exceptional Reasonable Doubt album. I will also have a classic from this album to be reviewed before we end our thousand list. Follow us to find out later. Today we will be reviewing episode 87, Queen Bitch by Little Kim featuring the Notorious B.I.G. from the album Hardcore in 1996. Originality. What makes the songs original? How can you be more original than that? A female MC in 1996 coming out with such a notorious sexual attitude, this song made a blast and shock waves among the ladies. Lots were shocked and lots were proud. It was such an introduction to the future ladies that wanted to dwell into hip-hop without being judged and criticized. Lady Kim paved the way for them. All the Nicki Minaj, the Cardi B's, the Megan Thee Stallions, and many others, you couldn't have made it in hip-hop with this song had it come out in 96. I remember I had the poster of Little Kim crouching in that leopard printed bikini. Oh, 
she was my female crush. I even dated a short, tiny girl that looked like her, and I'm a lot of souvenir from that era. My little D, she was called. Whatever, forget you. And for all this reason, for originality, I have to go with a perfect score of five. Out of five. A fun fact. In 2016, Little Kim told Double XL Magazine that Queen Bitch was one of her favorite tracks on her debut album, Hardcore. Discounts at allmusic.com for the information. Delivery lyrics and flow. The song's lyrics to Queen Bitch is a rousing battle cry that showcases how nimble Little Kim's delivery really is. The notorious B.I.G. drops a few bars too, but neither he nor the Roberta Flack sample outshines the queen of rap spinning at her best. I know, I know, Biggie penned the lyrics, but Kim had a natural talent and laced it so well. She was fit for the lyrics. We can't take that from her. Ghostwriting was always a major issue in hip-hop. A debate, well, a debate that we'll one day tackle on a dedicated podcast on our future Mixcloud Select at Forever Hip Hop. As a hip hop quotable, the whole song is a quotable, man. You'll think you see where I'm coming with this car. On verse 1, you got Little Kim saying, If Peter Piper peck him, I bet you Biggie bust him. He probably tried to fuck him. I told him not to trust him. Lyrically, I dust him off like pledge. Hit hard like sledge. Hammers, bitch. What that platinum grammar? I am a diamond cluster hustler. Queen, bitch. Supreme, bitch. Kill a nigga for my nigga by any means, bitch. Murder scene, bitch. Clean, bitch. Disease free, bitch. Check it. I write a rhyme melting your mouth like M&M's. Roll with the mafia. Remember them? Tell them when I used to mess with the gentlemen. Straight up apostles, now stupid niggas that jostle. Kill a nigga for the figure, how you figure. Your children will be better, better inside your beretta. Nobody do it better, better with you like hurricanes and typhoons. Got buffoons eating my pussy, like while I watch cartoons. Sleep till noon, rap prime grills here. Baby drinkers, beware, mostly don't you wear. Frank kill niggas, wives for 1.5. While you struggle and strive, we pick with which friends to drive. The mafia, you wanna be M. Most of y'all niggas can eat without pure DM. I'm rich, I'ma stay that bitch on and on and on. Oh, that uh, he wrote a super verse for her, you know? And then on uh, the second verse, you got Little Kim and the Notorious B.I.G. do duetting. Uh, will you love me when you don't want to be hugging? Well, with niggas that be tugging, bugging in the tunnel and asshole, sipping espressos, cappuccino with Nino on a mission for the Lucy Creno. I used to wear machino, but every bitch got it. Now I rock colorful mix because my pockets stay knotted. C note after C note, Frank bought whole 15 plus the caterer. You think you're greater? Uh, you niggas got some audacity. You sold a million, now you half of me. Get off my dick, kick it, bitch. Uh, check my bitch, authentic person, and I'll Stick your mom for her stocks and balls. I got that bomb. Pussy, I good ass. Shock with hardcore flows to keep a nigga's dick rock. Sipping Zinfandel up in Chippendale. Shopping Bloomingdale's for brother bags. Female done that has no problems. Feeling cream with my team. Suck straight like 915. Nah, I mean. Cools the Diamonds District with my bristle flossing my Rolex wrist. I'm rich, I'ma stay that bitch. Oh, that was just perfect. Perfect. It's a perfect track for me, you know? For all these reasons, I have to go with a perfect five for the lyrics. I know Big Bennett, but the way she delivered it, it was amazing. For the ZFGenius.com, Ron must be flipping out. I got two perfect fives, you know, so far on a Queen Beach track.
top five. Drum rolls, please. Here's my top five little kid songs in any particular order. I got first Big Mama Tang, featuring Little Cease and Jay-Z from the hardcore album 1996. Then I got Queen Bitch, the one I'm reviewing, featuring the Notorious B.I.G., Hardcore 1996. Then you got the song Suck My Dick by the, on the album Notorious Kimmy 2000. That track was amazing. Wow, that was so upsetting. Telling to suck my dick. It's like in a male persona. Oh, you gotta listen to it. Go just check that, that song. So check that song now. You know? And then you got The Majestic featuring 50 Cents out of the La Bella Mafia 2003. Then you got Light Us Up from The Naked Truth in 2005. It's a Brooklyn anthem, this song. And an honorable mention, I have took us a break. A prominent album single that came out in 2017. On this one, she shows how a veteran of the rap game can adapt her flow to contest with the latest trend and youngest in these days of many rap human artists out there. A dope track. And so far, this was one of my hardest top five. I had to narrow it down to tracks that are Little Kim's songs. And she's featured as a main artist and on her albums because she has so many killer songs. One of the best female MC to ever lace the mic. She also features on so many tracks by other artists and she stole the show and limelight on these songs, you know. I got a few that will make the list. She's on it. You'll see that in the future. Production and beat. What means this good or bad? The beat is a sick piano led anchored by a sample of Robert Flack's 1969 cover of Leonard Cohen's Hey, that's no way to say goodbye. You can't get a more dark hip hop beat than that. It's hip hop in its purest form. It was produced by two great producers. You got Nashim Marik. A hip-hop and R&B record producer, Merrick was a member of Bad Boy Entertainment's Hitman's team of in-house producers from the 90s to the 2010s, and worked with Bad Boy moguls Sean Combs on materials for artists such as B.I.G. and Fred Evans. Merrick's career began in the late 80s in a rap group called Stick and Stones. Together with partner Harvey Pierre, they made connection with the management of Group Home which led them to connection with Gangstars and Clark Kent. At the time, Pierre also attended Howard University along with Sean Combs and future Hitman leader Derek Dillard Angeletti. After parlaying their connection into an internship at Bad Boys Records, Merrick began creating beats for Uptown Records and Bad Boy artists. His simple-based style, influenced by DJ Premier, Pete Rock, Prince Paul and Lodge Professor can be heard on production like Marriages Blinds My Life and Share My World. And also the Notorious B.I.G.'s Ready to Die and Life After Death album. And Puff Daddy's compilation No Way Out. As for Carlos Brody, he was born and bred in Memphis, Tennessee. And he's called The Sixth July, that's his production producer name. And been producing hip hop classics since the 95. He has produced tracks for rap biggest stars and most respected artists. He garnered both commercial success and critical acclaim. Roddy's production has appeared on numerous multi-platinum selling albums and has been nominated for eight Grammy Awards while winning the Grammy for Song of the Year along the way. Roddy's unique production style and sound have been utilized by rappers of all eras and today he continues to be an innovator in the field of hip-hop production. 
by working with the notorious B.I.G., 3-6 Mafia, Kanye West, two chains to name a few artists. A 2020 Rolling Stone magazine article on the Queen Bitch demo, as related by Carlos Browdy, was done by music director Jason Newman. Here are the excerpts from the interview taken from RollingStones.com. In late 1995, Carlos Brody was an inspiring hip-hop producer from Memphis when his girlfriend pushed him to submit big tapes to five production companies. One of the tapes ended up in the hands of Nashim Marik, a New York producer we had previously, who had previously worked with Didi on Mary G. Bly's second album, My Life. Brody and Myrick traded beat tapes for a bit until Brody got a call that would change his career. He courted. A week after I sent him one tape, he called me back and said, Yo, Biggie picked two of your beats, you gotta come to New York. Ronnie tells Rolling Stone from his Memphis home. Following the phenomenal success of his debut Ready to Die, Notorious B.I.G. was considering one of Brody's track and for a future album and paid him three grand for the instrumental. Brody says Biggie rejected the beat for Biggie's own album, but Biggie liked it so much that he wanted to use it for a new rapper named Little Kim. One week after, Brody and Marie completed the instrumental. Biggie had recorded a rough draft of what would become Queen Bitch, a standout track for Little Kim, who at the time was still a year away from releasing Hardcore, a debut album. Months would pass before Brody, who by then became a full-time member of Diddy's in-house production team, The Hitmen, would work on the track some more. An early version featured Aaliyah on the hook, but Browdy spurred on by Biggie, sampled and scratched Kim's vocals from Backstabbers, a track of Junior Mafia's Conspiracy album released the previous year for the final hook. The beat contains three samples. Multiple elements from Hey That's No Way To Say Goodbye by Roberta Flack from 1969 and the drums of CB No. 5 by Ralph Vargas and Carlos Bess from 1993 and the vocals of Little Kim's from the song Backstabbers by Junior Mafia featuring Jimmy Cozier um, from the 1995 album. Go to Z.com and Rollingstone.com for the info and credits. And for all these reasons, for the beat, I had to go with another perfect score of five. Yo, the beat is so sick. I know you may be saying I'm overachieving if you follow Mr. Ron, but I gotta give credits where the credits is due, you know? A fun fact, the track's original demo remains one of Biggie's more unusual curios. You have Biggie spinning female-centered lyrics about shopping Bloomingdale's for Prada bags and getting buffoons eating my pussy while I watch cartoons, yo. The demo's as yet recorded chorus consists of Biggie, Mumbly, a placeholder melody for the future track, with the rapper appearing on a few lines of the final version. Before we get back to the next section, we at 40 Years of Hip Hop use Buzzsprout to podcast our podcasts and get our show listed on every podcast platform available. So far, our podcast is listed on over 20 platforms and reached 15,000 downloads in less than a year. As a Buzzsprout member, you will get a great looking podcasting platform and other player that you can drop into your website, even WordPress. You will also benefit with detailed analytics and tools to promote your episode like audio video snippets of your podcast called Soundbite. My favorite benefit is that I get to generate a second revenue by talking about something that I'm passionate about. Think about it. Are you a friend of something? 
try podcasting about it. It's as easy as one to three and can generate you a secondary revenue. Get started for free, no credit card required, cancel anytime, no contracts. Use the link in our episode notes to let Buzzsprout know what that we referred you and if you sign up after your trial to a paid plan, you'll receive a $20 Amazon gift card and help support our show. Buzzsprout is the way to go. Relevance and longevity. Did it stand the test of time? If so, how? Hell yeah, it did. To this day, that song is relevant among any legitimate female rap artist. Rolling Stone quoted, Hip-hop had never seen anything like Brooklynite Kimberly Jones at the time of her solo debut. She single-handedly raised the bar for raunchy lyrics in hip-hop, making male rappers quiver with fears with lines like, You ain't licking this, you ain't sticking this. I don't wanna fuck tonight, eat my pussy right, not tonight. Riding the wing of Notorious B.I.G.'s Ready to Die and Jay-Z's Reasonable Doubt, Kim's hardcore helped put East Coast hip-hop back on the top in the late 90s. The album's over-reliance on old 70s funk sample doesn't distract a bit from the Queen's Be Fearless rhymes. In Dreams, it's a female version of Biggie's Dreams, she demands services from R. Kelly, Babyface, Babyface and nearly every R&B dicks in the field, a landmark of Mount Hillary's field. The song Queen Bitch is no exception. The song never charted since it was not released as a single, but the album did. Hardcore debuted and peaked at number 11 on the US Billboard 200 and at number 3 on the Billboard Top R&B Hip Hop Albums chart, selling 78,000 copies in its first week. As of November 2016, Hardcore had sold over 5 million copies worldwide. In August 2018, the album entered the top 10 hip-hop rap albums chart on iTunes, reaching number 6 despite the album being released nearly 22 years prior and eventually reached number 1 for a short time. It also peaked at number 22 on the overall album chart on iTunes. Wow, that's impressive. The song was remixed in an electronic dance song called Queen Bitch That Kid Chris Remix by That Kid Chris in 2006. It was also sampled over 14 songs. The most notable ones were I Can Love You by Mary J. Blige featuring Little King in 97, Girls, Girls, Girls Part 2 by Jay Z featuring Chen Tui Moore in 2001, Wake Me Up by Remy Moore featuring Little Kim in 2017. And Seeing Green by Nicki Minaj, Drake, and Lil Wayne in 2021. Wow, even with all their beef in Nicki still sample a classic Queen Bee track. <laughs> and for all these reasons, for relevance, I had to go with a 3.75 out of 5. Another fun fact. Original rating for 50 Cent's album Get Rich or Die Trying, Magic Stick ended up appearing on Little Kim's La Bella Mafia instead, eventually serving as the album's second single. Scheduling problems prevented a promo from being shot, but the duet became a huge hit regardless. regardless. Massive Radio Airplay helped the song become Little Kim's highest charting single behind Lady Marmalade. And a lot of that success is down to the sexual chemistry that both rappers share on the track, proudly boasting about their magic sticks. Clits. <laughs> As for impact, how, how this song impacted hip hop culture. Little Kim's fearlessness and empowerment influenced a lot of the newer generations of rappers. 
Illukim's debut album changed the game in more ways than one, heralding the official arrival of the Queen Bee while influencing every female rap album that's been recorded since. As Kimberly Denise Joes deserved to be on anyone's list. BET believes so, so the network has given the 4'11 MC the I Am Hip Hop honor at the 2019 BET Hip Hop Awards. Little Kim is a revered game changer. Known for how she dominates wax with hard hitting, flossy mafioso bravado, in addition to sheer sex appeal and equally cunning weight. As she claims in 2003's This Is Who I Am, Kim is a multi-dimensional rap personality with the ability to switch up flows like I switch up clothes more than Will Chamberlain switch up his holes. That's nice lyric. To be called something as prestigious as hip-hop not only means you are most skilled at the genre, at the genre, you have to be able to shift the culture forward while embodying it for the public at large. Throughout Little Kim's immaculate discography, and decorated career, the lyrics and thematic content remain prescient of the future of hip-hop. While others have since gone on to emulate the Queen Bee style, few can match Little Kim's fierce rhymes or her honest stance on female sexuality. Little Kim will always be the original Queen Bee, the hardcore lady, so grab your magic stick and get ready to say, whoa, she's one of the best female MC to have laced the night. And for all this reason for impact, I had to go with a perfect score of five out of five. Fun fact, the album was originally titled Queen Bee, but was then changed to hardcore. Summing up, I got for originality a perfect score of five, for delivery, lyrics, and flow, another perfect score of five, for beat, another five, for relevance, I had to go with a 3.75, and for impact, another flawless five. I know Mr. Run must be flipping. Sorry, Mr. Run, but this track, man, this is the best of Little Kim. And it had the aura of Biggie, I know, but it's a complete project, you know, a complete song. So, for a total of 23.75 out of 25, I got a 95% for this song. Please comment. I know some may not agree, but... I'd like to hear what's your point of view on that. Thank you, fellow hip hop purists, for tuning in to our podcast at 40 Years of Hip Hop.com and clicking on the Support Us Heart Hiker to buy us a coffee so that we can continue our weekly podcast journey until we reach a thousand episodes. We're also available on all other major podcast platforms on YouTube and Daily Motion and now on our Mixcloud channel, Forever Hip Hop. Follow us on social media at 40 Years of Hip Hop on IG, Twitter, and Facebook. We've also made Feedspot's Top 45 Hip Hop Podcast list at number 16. Go check the list. See all the links in our episode notes. I'll be back next week with Get the Gas Face by Third Base. This is the G-Man signing out in our Miami 5000. Thank you.